0: Judge Janine Piero. She's the outspoken host. Judge Janine Piero is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents a Judge Janine Piero show. Now, here's Judge Janine Piero.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. It's a great day here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve a little justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. I also want to make sure I hear from you today more than any other day. I really want to hear what you guys think. In just a little bit, we're going to be uh, taking your calls right here on the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 100-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure you give us a call and share your thoughts on uh, what happened last Sunday night. Uh, look, there's so much that happened this past week in America. Uh, last Sunday night, the slap that was heard around the world, and yes, we are still talking about it. It's like every day we peel back a layer of the onion and there's more more that's coming Uh, And of course, Joe Biden continues to make a fool of himself on the international stage, while 68% of those of us at home think the country is headed in the wrong direction. And now the mainstream media having to admit the story that they squelch, the one they refuse to cover or even allow us to talk about is real. And that story is the Hunter Biden laptop story, which showed the collusion between the Dems big tech and the mainstream media and the story that got Joe Biden elected or the squelching of the story in any event. But we're going to get to all those topics and break it all down for you right here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Plus, later on in the show, I'll take your calls and gabble out with my closing arguments. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. But first, it's time for my opening statement. Okay, for the slap that's heard around the world. You know, the Oscars uh, and the viewing audience has been in a free fall for several years, primarily because of the politics that the the Hollywood elite uh, play out when they preach to us, when they tell us that they're smarter than we are, that they're better than we are, that they have bigger brains than the rest of us. And last Sunday, though, they proved the opposite in their show because the Oscars, once a citadel of Hollywood's best performers, was reduced to a thug fest with Will Smith storming the stage where a comedian was standing. And mind you, he stormed the stage because of a joke that Will Smith laughed at. And I want you to hear the joke. It's cut three, guys. Jada, I love you. GI Jane, two. Can't wait to see it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Will Smith laughs. GI Jane, two. You know what I thought? I thought GI Jane. I remember Demi Moore. She was. She was buff. She was strong. She shaved her head. She went on to be in the army. I'm not sure if that was the. If it was the army, but she was a strong. Bad, you know what, ASS woman. And I kind of thought it was a compliment because Jada is, you know, she has a shaved head and she's strong, she's beautiful. It was the same kind of thing. Well, Will Smith thought it was funny until he got the side eye from uh, his wife, Jada, and then Will Smith gets up, storms the stage, and slaps Chris Rock. And then he walks back, and for those people who thought, oh, maybe the whole thing was not real. I want you to listen to this is cut number uh, number one when Will Smith goes back to his seat and yells to Chris Rock.
2: Keep my wife's name
0: out your mouth!
1: Wow, dude! Yes. It was a G.I. Jane joke.
0: Keep my wife's name out your mouth!
1: Now, if that is an uncontrolled rage, folks, I don't know what is. But you know what? It wasn't just two guys arguing. Chris Rock is a comedian. And, you know, I even said on my show, I'm on the five on Fox. I even said, you know, if that's the standard, you know, I'm on Saturday night. The Saturday night live does a caricature of me. I ought to go over there and go crazy for what they do to me. But I laugh. I think it's funny. It's self-deprecating. Don't take yourself seriously. Take what you do seriously. But not Will Smith, not his wife. They're, they're above it all. You are not allowed to talk about that. And so last Sunday, in the middle of a sophisticated event where people were celebrating excellence in their chosen profession, this guy takes it upon himself, Will Smith, to violate all the rules of decorum and not to mention the criminal law to reduce and interrupt the Oscars, Because his wife feels slighted about a joke. Well, Will Smith, folks, doesn't have that right. And the public shouldn't have to watch him storm a stage, become violent on stage. And as I said, if that's the standard, I should show up on Saturday Night Live and get crazy. But it's comedy. You laugh at it. Now, Will Smith has single-handedly reduced the level of decorum. And he has set a precedent now where violence, interruption, cursing, and yelling is acceptable, and Hollywood surrounds him when he gets the Academy Award as if he's the victim, what next? If the host isn't polite, you know, as Chris Rock, what next? And I got to tell you, the one guy who comes out of all this smelling like a rose is Chris Rock. This guy's a doll. He just got bee-slapped in front of the world at this point by a guy who can't control his anger, his rage, and his arrogance. That's what it is. It's arrogance. And he says, gee, it was just a G.I. Jane joke. And he doesn't, at the end of the day, he doesn't want to file charges. How do we know this? Let's listen to cut number two. This is battery was the word they used in that moment. They said, uh, we will go get him we are prepared we're prepared
2: to get him right now you can press charges we can arrest him you have they were laying out the options the LAPD officers finished laying out what his options were and um and they said you know would you like us to take any action and he said no he said no
1: okay so Chris Rock conducts himself in a way where he takes a hit and and mind you this has to play out a little bit longer, folks. As time goes on, he's going to feel humiliated, minimized, reduced. He got slapped with, uh, in front of the world and didn't do anything. You know, he didn't file charges. That was his call, honestly. The LAPD was ready to make an arrest. That was a crime. And I am sick and tired of people saying, he was standing up for his wife. Give me a break. You're standing up for your wife? Maybe you talk to Chris afterwards. You don't interrupt an event. Do you realize what the Oscars are? You know, I don't know what what your work is or what your chosen field is but this is the citadel of everyone in Hollywood. They work hard, they fight to get roles, they they do their best to, to get a role where they can show how good they are. And this is the moment, probably once in a lifetime, that maybe they're going to get an award, an Oscar. And this guy makes it about him, these people have spent months, you know, wishing and hoping that the nomination turns into an actual award. You know, what are we going to wear? What are the women and this and that? It's a whole thing. And he reduces it to storming a stage and making it about him. Will Smith has no class. He has no couth. And for those of you who say, and I'm, I'm, I got to tell you, I'm very disappointed in Denzel Washington, all this, the devil comes and this and that. And hey, the devil comes. What, what, give me a break. You violated the civil rights of a guy on stage. You violated the rights of everyone in that auditorium that didn't come to see you play out what would play out in a bar or what would play out, you know, in a, in a street fight. What happened here was disgusting. It was beneath the level of decorum of the, of the Academy Awards and the Oscars. And so I don't want to hear the devil made him do it or the devil comes at you. All I want to hear is this, there is right and wrong. We have rules in society. The rules are very simple. You do not hit another person. And for you to do it unjustifiably, for you to do it and interrupt an event so that everything that happened after you hit Chris Rock is forgotten. It's forgotten. The whole thing was about Will Smith. He made it about him. And I got one more thought here. And that is, Will Smith, by making it about himself, has created a precedent. And what Will Smith has done is he has made it almost impossible for individuals going forward to know what's going to happen at the next academy awards so those are my thoughts and i can't wait to hear yours you know hollywood proves again the rules don't apply to them will smith is celebrity proof he has criminal privilege not that george gascon would necessarily prosecute him my question is is he stable He's angry, he's yelling, he's cursing, he's hitting, then he's crying. You know what? This isn't right. So that's my thought. Never forget Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T, dot org. And up next on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, what do we know about the Democrats, the mainstream media and big tech in suppressing that that computer, that laptop of Hunter Biden? I'm going to be speaking with Congressman Daryl Issa. What does it mean? Can we do anything about it? Coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network.
0: This is the Judge Janine Firo show. This is is the Judge Janine Firo show. Now here's Judge Janine Firo.
1: Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is the U.S. Representative for California's 50th Congressional District. Please join me in welcoming Congressman Daryl Issa to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Let me tell you a moment about the congressman. Uh, he represents uh, California's 50th Congressional District, as I said, uh, but he is uh, an individual who has done uh, a great deal. Uh, before he went to Congress, he was a businessman. He was someone uh, who became the nation's largest manufacturer of vehicle anti-theft and auto security devices. Uh, and uh, he is a senior member of the House Judiciary Committee and House Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, you may recall that a few years back, he was chairman of government oversight uh, and government reform uh, and uh, he's been on a lot of committees and he's done a lot uh, for the people of this country. Uh, he is now demanding that White House officials and big tech companies preserve records pertaining to the suppression of Hunter Biden's story. So let's welcome Congressman Issa. Uh, Congressman, thanks for being with us today. Um, what do you expect to gain by demanding the preservation of records from various individuals as it relates to Hunter Biden and the laptop?
3: Well,
4: Judge, it does two things. One, it puts uh, the attorney general on notice that, uh, you know, we we think these are important. Uh, these these are all documents. These are all parts of an investigation that should have begun. Uh, the the first part of it should have begun in 2019. You know, the FBI had Hunter Biden's uh, laptop, uh, which runs the gambit from things that the public should never see that are disgusting to uh, the, the things that the public needs to be aware of, which is the insider activities that were going on uh, by this man, uh, in, using his father as a, uh, a full partner in his efforts, both in China and in Russia, Ukraine, and that related area, uh, to, profit, to profit by the millions. And it's well laid out in there. But then there's the second part of the story, and that's where many of these preservation letters are going. As you know, uh, when when the New York Post unveiled, if you will, this mm-hmm. years after it should have been uh, already being used by the FBI, the FBI appears to have systematically, with the assistance of uh, the, the media, both the conventional media, who who basically got gagged, and uh, the media like uh Uh, Twitter and Facebook who gagged them Mm -hmm. they basically made this story disappear it was it was actually so Soviet Union to have a story one day on the New York Post and the next day you couldn't find the story that's a that's a separate uh, investigation and it's the more important one because it goes to the heart of the First Amendment
1: right I agree with that you know and it is amazing and my understanding Congressman is that uh, you know Joe Biden won they say by fifty one percent, and fifty percent of his voters say that they never heard about the uh, the laptop the hunter Biden laptop, as you describe, it was pretty much suppressed on social media and the uh, the mainstream media uh, but of those, of those fifty percent, ten percent said had they known they wouldn 't have voted for him. That might have changed a presidential election. So they, they really had a big sway by covering the whole thing up. Am I, am I accurate there, or am I misreading the numbers?
4: No, you're, ex- you're extremely accurate. Had they known that the vice president flew his son around, uh, a known drug user, a person who had been thrown out of the military, flew him around and helped him get multimillion-dollar contracts, and some of the details that we now have because of this laptop – Uh, There's no question it would have changed many votes. And let's remember four years earlier uh, that, uh, and and I'll call it what it is, pretty disgusting uh, video of the so-called Bush video that got out and it got aired and it didn't get suppressed. The fake news, the false statements about Russian collusion, it got out. It not only didn't get uh, suppressed, it didn't get proven to be a lie for three more years. So in the past, these October surprises have been well aired, and they've been, they've been an important part of people's decisions. In this case, one that was true was deliberately suppressed, even though the Department of Justice, the FBI, knew it was true. And when the New York Post, one of the oldest and, and largest newspapers in the country, said that it was true and they verified it, they got shut down even to the extent that their entire media system was impacted.
1: You know, the interesting part of it is the New York Post, as you say, is a longstanding newspaper. Uh, and, you know, they wouldn't have printed it, Congressman Issa, unless, you know, if they were going to be sued for slander. And as all the Democrats came out and they said, Russian misinformation, Russian mis- disinformation I don't know, mis, dis, who cares? Uh, and, you know, but nobody sued the Post obviously, I mean, you know, they didn't sue. But so now, now what what will happen? So we hear that Hunter Biden's getting a gun and the Secret Service went with him to get a gun that his girlfriend, I don't know if his brother's, his dead brother's wife, they threw it in a garbage can. He lied on the pistol permit application when it came to drug use, said, no, never use drugs. The kid was thrown out of the military for for dishonorably discharged, I believe. Um, And, and, and we, it's a, What do we do now? What, where do we go from here?
4: Well, we follow the facts and we make sure, and it's going to be difficult, that the facts get made public. Now, that might be increasingly difficult as Twitter either throttles or shuts off people like Jim Jordan, myself, and others. But if we have to go on radio, if we've got to go on TV, if we've got to have our own podcast, if we've got to buy our own servers, whatever it takes to keep getting the truth out, that's a process we're involved in. Right now, the first step is to create an environment in which further destruction of of information will, in fact, be an obstruction of Congress. You know, we're not taking the majority, if we do, until January 3rd of next year. Right. But these notices these notices create, as you know, as a criminal prosecutor, it creates a pattern of behavior in response. These people have it. Now, we would prefer that Merrick Garland do his job, uh, that in fact that he react to this. We would prefer that the IRS not sweep under the table income tax evasion. We'd prefer a lot of things. But in the world we live in, what I can do is be a watchdog, and that's what I'm doing.
1: Well, Congressman Issa, I I wish you a lot of luck, and I think the American people are entitled to know, uh, you know, what shenanigans are going on, especially when all those countries that they're involved in, uh, Russia, China, Ukraine, are, you know, front burner news. Congressman Darrell Issa, good luck. God bless. All right. Thank you. And next. I don't want you to forget the commitment we made on 9 11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers Foundation, t2t.org. That's T the number 2t.org.
0: Tipping the scales when all else fails. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents a Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Now, here's Judge Janine Furo.
1: Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a world-famous media personality, uh, someone who has been around a while and knows an awful lot. He's an individual uh, who was a co-host of mine on The Five and someone who has served as correspondent at large for the network, and uh, he was also a war correspondent. He has just celebrated 50 years in television news And uh, this past weekend, he received an award for the work that he's done for uh, the disabled uh, for over 50 years. He is my good friend, uh, world-famous media personality, Geraldo Rivera. All right. Good morning, Geraldo. How are you? you?
5: Hey, good morning, Judge. How are you? Congratulations on your new show.
1: Oh, thank you. And congratulations on the award you received. It was it was well worth it. Now, let's so get to how you were,
5: you... were there. I was so I was so proud that you were there. Oh, you're you were, very kind, everybody. Nice. would love to see you. And you look great.
1: Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, let's get to fighting. Now, Will Smith, the Chris Rock slapping incident. Tell us your take, Geraldo.
5: Well, initially, uh, you know, as I said, when we were together on The Five, initially I said, uh, wow, uh, what the hell happened? It looked like uh, my old uh, Geraldo show, the old show <laughs> <torture> show where brawls <laughs> were common. Right. Uh, then uh, then I I looked at it and saw that, uh, you know, he had been sticking up for his wife and uh, Chris Rock had insulted his wife her hair and all the rest of it. And I said, oh, wow. And then he won the Oscar a few minutes later. So I said, uh, it's his night. Uh, he, he defended his his lady fair. He won the Oscar. And, uh, and that was it. Then I started thinking about it and I felt very guilty about my initial sentiments. And I said, wait a second. Am I, uh, you know, uh, applauding violence here? Or am I promoting uh, the, exactly the thing that I campaign against? Uh, you know, he had two black men. Uh, what kind of example is that? Where they the. ghettos the inner cities of the country are so plagued by violence so i went i went through a whole arc and i suspect the whole country did too judge
1: Mm -hmm. you know i i agree with you i think there was an arc and and i think a lot of it geraldo had to do with the fact that people didn't know what to think i mean i think a lot of people were in shock and then you know he wins the academy award And he goes up there and my take on it, Geraldo, and and tell me if you disagree, I I think the guy was out of control. He went from fury and anger to storming the stage to hitting a comedian and then going back and crying and talking about how he wanted to be a vessel for love. I mean, this guy, you know, went from one end of the equilibrium to the other. I, I I think he's unstable.
5: Well, he certainly was at that moment. I agree with you, judge. It seemed to me that he was out of control, uh, and he was conflating. It seemed uh, hmm. his life with Richard Williams, Venus and Serena Williams' dad, uh, who was the uh, you know the subject of the big movie that he did and won the Oscar for. Uh, it's a, it And I felt the worst for them. For Venus and Serena, they had to sit there and watch uh, you know Will Smith fall apart. Uh, you know, using their family name that had nothing at all to do with his his controversy. I mean, it's it's like he was living that role. He did what Richard Williams would have done under the circumstances and got who Will Smith was.
1: Interesting. that I never thought of that. What do you think of the fact that Chris Rock refused to file charges?
5: I would have refused also. You know, it's a, it's a macho thing. Uh, you know, you take the shot and then you, you hit back. I, that's where Chris Rock and I... Differ. I would have definitely had a fight there. Imagine that spectacle. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, you know, I, but but he still has all the civil remedies. As you know, a judge, you could, this is a multi-million-dollar civil suit. You know, it's a tort. It's a civil wrong when you assault someone, mm-hmm. as well as a crime. So I, mm-hmm. I think that the potential for a massive lawsuit still exists. And you know, I, I think Chris Rock could also he could include the Academy of. Uh, Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, as, the, as a co-defendant in this civil suit for failing to protect him, for failing to, uh, you know, uh, stop a, a, a physically enraged stalker from charging mm-hmm. the stage. Uh, uh, you mm-hmm. know, so I think that, that we haven't heard the last of it. And I, I would suspect if I were uh, advising Chris Rocker, it would be let it cool down a couple of months. You've got a full year, at least under the statute of limitations. Take your mm-hmm. time. And then hit him uh, with a massive lawsuit, which uh, I think that even Will Smith has indicated he he, he knows he deserves.
1: Interesting. You know, I never heard anyone talk about the, uh, you know, the the, the the possibility of the consequences of a civil lawsuit. But clearly, uh, the Academy, you know, there there was no protection. Anyone could literally just walk up on stage and do whatever they had to do, uh, whatever they wanted to do, I should say. And that's what happened. Uh, very, very interesting. That might be because to me, Geraldo, I just feel as a man, he did the right thing. He Chris Rock, he was a class act. He didn't hit back. He said, gee, it was just a G.I. Jane joke. He refused to have him arrested. I mean, you know, that, that's where he and I differ, whatever. Uh, but, but Chris Rock has been minimized. He's been humiliated. He was bee slapped on in front of the world and by a guy who then stormed back and cursed him out. Keep your my wife's name out of your effing mouth. And by the way, what was so bad about the joke? I thought G.I. Jane was gorgeous, and I think Jada Smith is gorgeous.
5: I I agree. I uh, I think that uh, uh, that Will Smith was overreacting to Jada's uh, scorn, uh, but you know they've had a, a issues in their own life. I don't want to get into it, uh, yeah. but I want to go back to Chris Rock for a second, who yeah. you know I I know and. Uh, you know, we used to live uh, very close in Edgewater. We're always in the market together. Just to, He's a little guy. He's not a big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you have someone storming toward you, he's clearly inexperienced, Chris Rock is, uh, in the, the way of the world. When you see a guy storming toward you, you don't put your hands behind your back and stick your chin out. Uh, yeah. And it just yeah. seemed to me that he, I, I would have dug in there and certainly after the first shot, you know, uh, grappled. And, you know, just to take that beating, that was really extraordinary.
1: Yeah, and it was hum- humiliating. Okay. All right. Geraldo Rivera, thanks so much for joining us on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Morning Show. And uh, everybody, I'm going to be taking your calls on the Friends of the Court hotline uh, up next. Uh, it is at 1 800 848 9222. It's all coming up on the Red Apple Audio Network.
0: The Judge Janine Thero Show. Tipping the scales when all else fails. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents a Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Now here's Judge Janine Puro.
1: Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, we're going to be going to the Friends of the Court hotline, but I want to make one statement before uh, before I do. You know, a lot of people like Will Smith. They think he's a great guy. And I want you to ask yourselves this question. If you like Will Smith, why do you like Will Smith? You like Will Smith, I suspect, because you like, the roles that he's played. He plays the good guy. He plays the funny guy. He plays the warm guy. And so people have an affinity for him. And the truth is what you saw Sunday night with that slap that was heard around the world, you saw the real Will Smith. He was unmasked. He was not, going according to script he was not being told what to say he was not practicing his lines that was will smith unmasked so i want you to ask yourselves do i like will smith because i like the character he play the characters that he plays do i even know will smith and is what i saw sunday night the real will smith an arrogant, condescending guy who gets a side look from his wife about a joke that even he laughed at and then decides to ruin the night for everyone else in that auditorium to make it about him and his wife and, you know, the wife and their relationship and digging deeper and, you know, making Chris Rock look vulnerable and weak. And according to Geraldo Rivera, at that point, making the Academy look vulnerable and weak for not ejecting Will Smith, he should have been taken out of there. Is this this Hollywood celebrity privilege? Is it criminal privilege? Anyone else who stormed the stage would have been walked out. Now, I don't know. There are reports that he was asked to leave, and then there are other reports where they say, no, he wasn't asked to leave. Since when does someone assault and it's battery? That's the word the cops used in, in L.A. This is a battery. It is an, an unjustified slap hit against an innocent person. So, and you know you know what I find interesting, folks? I got to keep banning stuff, is all of a sudden, The Hollywood comedians are pro-law and order. Give me a break. Jim Carrey, I'm considering not doing any work. Why? Because you're scared scared to death that someone is going to come up and deck you. And Wanda Sykes and everybody else, they're all traumatized. They're all triggered because of Will Smith. Now they want the cops. Now they want law and order. They want to be protected. The same Hollywood people who want to defund the police and think the cops are racist uh you know i don't know i can't can't deal with this hollywood proves again that the rules just don't apply to them will smith is celebrity proof he has criminal privilege and he shouldn't have any privilege because he's in an emotional state that is totally unstable angry yelling cursing hitting crying and then he has the the chutzpah to say i'm a vessel for love you're not a vessel for anything." All right, let me go to my listeners here. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, let's go to, who is this? Is it Noble from Newark?
3: Good morning, Janine. Yes, it's me. Judge Janine, <laughs> how are you? First of all, I want to say I'm a, a longtime fan, and I think you're absolutely gorgeous.
1: That's oh, that's sweet. I can appreciate that. <laughs> now, hit me. Talk to me.
3: Uh, now, the thing is, I, I want you to, you're a person that probably studies body language better than anyone. And two things you want to know. First of all, I'm from Newark, so I know when a slap is real, and I know when a slap is fake. Mm-hmm. You know? um, one thing, when you see Will Smith slap Chris Rock and walk away, he is smirking with a smile. And, and you see him. He's smirking. He's, he's uh, J- Jada's laughing. Even Chris is leaning forward with his hands behind him, as Horabo pointed out. Yeah. When, when a first approaching you in an aggressive manner, the last thing you're doing, for all the point of it, clearly, it's human mm-hmm. nature not to lean into the person that's the aggressor, but to take a step, a step back and put your hands in front of you for protection. It's a yeah. natural human reaction.
2: I
1: agree so- with you, but here's the thing, Noble. Who would have expected him to slap him? I mean, if you think a punch is coming, absolutely. But then when he goes back and he starts yelling, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth, and that's when you go, whoa. You know, a lot of people thought it was staged. A lot of people did. Uh, I I watched it many times. I watched it over and over and over. I mean, you may believe that. After watching it for a while, I didn't believe that that was the case. And honestly, I think that Will Smith, he was laughing until his wife gave him the side eye, and then it was like he's going up there to defend her. But anyway, Noble, thanks so much for the compliments. All right, let's go to uh, John from Staten Island.
4: Hey, hi, Judge. Hi. My thing is uh, I think that was a fake slap because— You do? Yeah, because— If you get a stump person—I mean, I saw Abbott and Costello or Lauren Hardy do better punches. (laughs) Well, between the three stooges had better slaps between them. And the thing is, my my, my main point is, it's 20 minutes we're talking about this on every show along the line on TV and radio. That happened last week. Let's fill the 20 minutes in. Let's talk about President Trump in Michigan last night, and he's bringing out all the fake— voting and all that stuff. That should be out right there. And I want to see the main media try to pr- pr- not promote that or t- talk it down like they should be, because they're not. It's the, the with the President Trump spoke yesterday about mail-in fraud and all this other stuff. It's coming out, and that has to be spoken about. Well, Forget you know, one of the things media. one of
1: the things that I talked about today was, you know, the the uh, mainstream media and the social media all, you know, clamping down on the Hunter Biden story that literally allowed for the election of Joe Biden. Uh, but, uh, you know, there is, we've got so many problems in this country, but I got to tell you, the thing about this Will Smith thing is just has so many layers to it. And I, I love the story and I just think it's, it's fascinating. How about Pete from Piscataway? What do you have to say, Pete? Pete, are you there?
5: Yes. Hello. Hi, Pete. Hello. Talk to me. Yeah, I'm talking. Uh, um, I think Will <laughs> Smith wasn't paying attention because he said in love. In, in, in other words, he wasn't really getting on her, but he was just saying something that really shouldn't matter. And I, call, I have a name for Will Smith's um, uh, behavior. I call that Trevor Martin syndrome. Trevor Martin syndrome. Yeah. When somebody when somebody on a whim smacks somebody because they're Oriental or, or they got uh they're Jewish or something. You mean I based say on they're prejudice suffering from Trevor Martin syndrome.
1: All right, based on prejudice. Well, this was a different kind of prejudice. How about Ernie from Rockland County? Ernest?
3: Yes. Good Hi. morning, Miss Perro. And Hi. thank you so very much with all you do. I, I really thank, appreciate it. Thank you. I, I just have a, a to make a point here that there's a there's a very age old adage and there's another side to it that you never hear but it's called this two wrongs never make a right but two rights can never make a wrong so if you go back to chris rock Mm -hmm. they gi jane was not up for any uh awards he should not have pointed out that, that, because what that was was a roast. It wasn't a joke. It was more of a roast. And the Oscars are not a roast. So he was wrong, period. Now, Will, he should not have done what he did. He's a good man. Whatever you want to think of him, it's okay. But he should not have done that. Two wrongs will never make a right, and we need to show the kids that That's, there should be a message from this for kids. Well,
1: let me ask you this: Don't comedians have the right to be fun? But now I, I'm going to talk about myself. Saturday Night Live does a skit on me. They've been doing it for three years. All right. It is not based in truth. It is not based on anything. I should go over there and be, be crazy, but I don't. I laugh at it. It has nothing to do with my life. It's not true. And by the way, if you look at Jada and G.I. Jane, they're both beautiful women with buff bodies and, and shaved heads. I mean, come on. This is a comedian. Are
3: we now going to censor comedians? That's the question. Do you think we should? You're no, 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 you're right, but when they do that to you on Saturday Night Live, that's called a parody. I think it goes too far <laughs> to a word to a word called calumny, and that's where you frame a man or a woman in a position of disrepute that's mm-hmm. unlawful and and that's where you should go after them and I spoke to Mr. Giuliani and he mm-hmm. said the same thing. I wanted to help him strategize against that Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. You can't put a man in a position like that and then say, oh, they actually set him up, and that's yeah. calumny, and he has a lawsuit. And I spoke to him several times on his show, and he said, Ernest, I agree with you, and All we right. need to take our, our courts back. You and, but, got it. But two wrongs never make a right. Thank All you so right. much, Ms. Burrow. Thank you.
1: All right, Ed from Jackson.
3: Hello,
2: Judge Janine. Hi, Ed. Um, it's an honor to be speaking with you.
1: Well, thank you. Hit me. What's going on?
2: Okay, Uh, my suggestion is that we start a massive nationwide messaging campaign. Mm -hmm. It should involve mailings, phone calls, and emails. The messages should be to stop the insane and evil open border policies, Mm -hmm. and number two, start encouraging and maximizing our production of oil, gas, and clean coal. We should target the White House, state senators, and the House of Representatives. If only one out of seven uh, Trump supporters participated, it would be over 10 million messages.
1: Well, you know what? I I'll tell you, it sounds like a great idea. I don't know if it would ever happen, but in the end, I mean, we've gotta we've gotta try to be creative in what we come up with. So, uh, finally, let's go to Carl from Tom's River. Carl,
0: hi, Judge Jean. My wife and I both love you, and every and we enjoy every time, we see you on the show.
1: Thank shows. you, thank you. Uh, Talk Judge, to me. Uh,
0: I think everybody's fallen into a strange place called Distraction Land. And what it is, all these things about this thing about the the slap and everything. Mm-hmm. I could care, and I know a lot of the people that are, are similar to, are, could care less about that than hearing a taking downtown traffic report at four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> it just doesn't one. matter. It just doesn't matter. And uh I've talked to uh, Rudy uh, a while back about the uh, the executive order that uh, Biden has started with the, uh, with the pipeline in, in the United States.
1: Yeah. And he'd that
0: it, is, uh, it is unconstitutional and that the, um, it can be overturned. It had been overturned in uh, historical times with Washington and Lincoln because All
1: right. the thing
0: well, that they were, it wasn't right.
1: Well, what, what they would have to do is they'd have to get it into the courts and whether or not that's going to happen uh you know i'm i'm very doubtful of whether or not that would happen but Look, we all know that the United States can be energy independent. We could be a net exporter of gas, and uh, the Biden administration doesn't want to do that. They'd rather be on their knees to Venezuela, a country that we don't, uh, whose leader we don't recognize, and uh, to Saudi Arabia, and the Saudis won't return our calls. I mean, th- th- here's the problem: we've got a president who's clueless. He's absolutely clueless. Joe Biden, and I didn't plan on on, on talking about Joe at this point. This guy is such a problem. for this country. He goes out in a country in the middle of a war. He's on the border of the country and talks about regime change uh, and then says, oh, I was just talking personally. Are you stupid? Here's the bottom line. If you're the president of the United States on a a mission to talk about a a war that could lead to World War Three, you think you could talk about your personal interests? No, that's because the guy doesn't have a clue. Anyway, I can't believe we're out of time already. I want you to make sure that you join us right back here next week, same time, same place, for the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. And you know what? I bet you we'll hear more about Will Smith and that slap heard around the world this week. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.